You now tuned into the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on the SonicBreakdown.com. Man, it's time to wake up. Time to wake up. Get this cake up. Get this cake up. Only thing I care about is switching. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D Ray Brinson, and you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by the SonicBreakdown.com. Today is going to be another West to East Coast segment with Trav, and we're going to talk about beef and hip hop. And we all know real beef is as big said best. Beef is when I see you, guaranteed being I see you. And that's from What's Beef, which is off the Life After Death album, which was released in 1997. What's going on? What's going on? Yes, beef. So we going to be back in hip-hop competition. Beef, two reign at the top. They're going to go head to head, man. That's just how the game go. That's been <laughs> going on forever since the 80s. It's been going on. So, yeah, that's something that's going to be part of hip-hop, man. You already know. Peace to everybody out there. Trav checking in. And we're going to focus on, uh, as Trav said, man, beef's been going on forever. But we're going to try to focus on the more recent beefs. And the first beef that we're going to go into is the Drake versus Meek Mill. We both say that this is not a real beef, more a, a rap beef. Do you know exactly how the, the, the beef between Meek Mills and Drake started? Yeah, I think it was because uh, Meek had a, a project that was dropping. On, I want to say it was Dream Chasers. Volume three, the mixtape, and Drake didn't retweet it or something like that. Yeah, I heard that and same thing. Meek Mill the wrong way. <laughs> so to me, it was kind of comical how it started because you know we come from everywhere. Other artists from different camps are obligated to to promote another artist project. I mean, especially if they not a one like that. I mean, they do it giving them each other props here and there, but you know if they didn't, it was all good. You know what I mean? Your camp is the one supposed to be helping you promote your project, but Meek took that um, the wrong way. I heard the same thing that uh, the the whole reason for the beef started because uh, Drake didn't retweet or promote. I think it was Rico. And my initial oh. feelings about it was that I look back and I, I Drake really never retweets or kind of promotes any songs that he's on for other artists. To me, the way I saw it was if Drake deviated from the norm. Like, he did this for every other artist but Meek Mills. I can see how you can take some exception to it. But the fact is, he's been like that for all the artists. Why would you think he'd be any different to you, Meek? And second of all, dude, life goes like that. People are not going to go as hard for things as as you are. So, I say fuck him and just promote your own shit. That's how I feel. What about you? Yeah, I mean, that's what I would have did. I made sure my my team... My team is the one that pushed going down. I think I got the project run. It's actually his second album. Yeah, the, the second I'm, studio album. I'm still in all, even if it was a mixtape or album. No one respecting everybody that got features on their project that we tweeted. I mean, people do it. That's something that that man, you should have seen if that man was going to do. You don't wait a day or two and see he didn't retweet nothing and then start going in. Like, that's, you know, that's that's corny. That, 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 I didn't, if that was the reason, I'm pretty strongly sure that that was the reason because that's what was talked about it wasn't only him they even on on even on the other people for not doing it but drake was the one they just kind of like really went hard on i don't i thought i thought that the, the origin of the beef was kind of whack you know what i mean yeah that was corny yeah i agree with you i i think it was definitely whack i think it was to me it was like childish the other thing uh the, the name of that album was uh dreams worth more than money that was the album that uh that, right, that song right. was that's on what it was yeah not that dream changed my bad word up that was it now that we did talk, talked about how it started, do you think Drake should have responded in, in the manner that he did to, to Meeks uh, well, this? Again, these are artists. Both these guys are both at the top. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's the way it goes, man. If somebody calls your name out on the track or or, or goes at you on some kind of platform, man, you gotta respond. You know what I mean? I mean, I know a lot of people have that now mindset of hope. You know, hope doesn't respond to everybody. People on and hope and Nas and shoes, so they can they're able. They was able to do that because you know who they were. They were already six, seven albums in a game. You know, young legends at the time, so they felt like they didn't have to respond. But this is these guys, man, they only got, what, three, four projects in? Mm-hmm. You got to respond, man, especially nowadays in hip-hop, man. Um, people's attention span real short when it comes to, to, to relevancy, you know what I mean, to, to the artist. See, for me, I would say I don't think Drake needed to respond because Drake, Drake was and is at that level where, like, if he didn't respond, nobody's going to, like, he's not going to lose fans because he didn't respond. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to lose respect because I just feel like if he was going to lose respect in hip-hop for that, he would have lost it for the quote-unquote or allegedly not writing his own rhymes. You know, like, things that, to me, are more egregious in hip-hop than not respond. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why I think, I don't think he had to respond. And I think that's why he probably did respond because that was already out there floating around, you know, and now people were looking at him sideways like, okay, now you're getting dissed, and people already, it's already out that you're not writing your rhymes. So, him, from an artist standpoint, and, and, and the MC, that was the cool thing to respond and let cats know, like, look, I write my own shit, and I'm gonna go in on this dude, and I'm gonna let y'all know that, you know, my shit is, is potent. So then he came back. That's why I think he probably did respond. Mm. The rumors was out there, people would start to come up with proof and all that shit, and now you got Meek Mill coming at you. Meek Mill was, at, at the time, Meek Mill. I mean, I, I think he is still, even now, pretty relevant. He, you know, he's a guy that, that goes through things and bounces back pretty quick. Yeah, he bounces back pretty quick. Man, he goes to travel to Triple H and come right back. So, so you know, um, he knew what kind of aggressive he was dealing with. He's dealing with somebody that was hungry. You know what I mean? Maybe it was some. Maybe it was another artist. Maybe, maybe no. Nah, maybe he was like, all right, I don't got to respond to this cat. But I think for Meek Mill, he, he was called to respond. He, this guy is like a lion when it comes when it comes to uh, him going in and proving a point. So I think he pretty much responded because of the rumors about him not writing his own rhymes and then he's dealing with Meek Mill. You know what I mean? Dude, that's hungry still. Yeah. Yeah, he had to respond. I would say it's pretty obvious that we both think Drake won that battle. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he won the battle because he has a fan base Mm -hmm. and he's more successful than Meek Mill as a a global standpoint. Yeah. Um, I was was in the middle of it because I like both of them for different reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. The thing that got me a little upset was the first initial diss track for Meek Mill. I, I expected better from him, um, especially the whole concept that he had going on. You know, I used to, I grew up watching WWE, and my favorite wrestler was The Undertaker. And you know, when you hear that bell, that means somebody about to die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody's going to get tore up. He used The Undertaker's intro bell, like The Undertaker's beat. I thought this guy was about to slaughter Drake. <laughs> and then there was some old mediocre type fucking track and I'm like, yo, you was supposed to rip this dude head off, man. The Undertaker beat, bro. I'm like, what's up? You know what I mean? Go in. And he, he didn't go in for me, uh, like like I thought he should for that that first initial disc track that he had going at Drake. It was supposed to be the official disc record. And I'm like, I'm getting all hyped up and shit. I'm hearing the fucking Undertaker bell. I'm like, oh shit, it's about to go down. And then this dude give us some mediocre shit. And I was just kind of kind of a little upset about that. 
Drake probably sat there, man. He was focused. Yeah, he was definitely um, he focused. Was he was hitting them. He was hitting them back to back, like the back to back freestyle. Yeah, he was hitting he, he them. Hit him, man. I mean, he took that L, man. I think me, me, pretty much at this point, he understood that he took that L. You know, the whole the whole hip hop community pretty much knew that he took that L. I mean, people are comparing people's life experiences in real life. They was trying to compare that. They give the one up on Meek and yep, all that. I mean, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If you got a down, do if something that, happened, but, you got Meeked. You got meat milled. <laughs> on the street thing, again, this wasn't no real beef outside in the street shit. It was exactly. Hip-hop. It was lyrics. It was show your skill shit. But people tend to like try to like, if two artists now are getting into to a thing, they try to like look at the artist's real life and what they got going on in the streets opposed to their actual skills on the mic. You know what I mean? And it's not, that's not going to weigh out. Like, you know, we're, we're, this is MCing right here. This is head to head combat. Verbal, verbal liquid swords going at each other. Can't think about what dude going to do after he get out the booth and who he going to run with outside and what block he live on and what block this dude live at and all that. that you know, nah, man, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, that that made me think of something else that that we'll probably have to address on another uh, podcast or another podcast episode. Actually, is um, what are the guidelines or what are the rules of rap beef? You know, what I'm saying like, what is the line that's going too far, or is there a line? Me personally, if I was if I was an artist, I'd probably not go far with certain things. But like, it's the known with battles, man. That you know, it's all the way in, man. You know, nothing's off limits doing a verbal attack. I wouldn't be trying to dig up uh, going because these rap battles, man. I mean, I don't know if they begin personal. Get into the uh, URL and all that. These cats, they actually go do their homework on cats. Yeah, like on some boxing shit. Like they, they go look at cats' families and who's on drugs and who got jumped, who got shot and didn't do nothing back. And they go look at the street shit and they go get their reports. And when it's time for battle, these cats. Digging up closets, digging up fucking skeletons out of closets you didn't know niggas knew about, and there was that, that gives them a one up in a battle. So it was no limits, man. You know what I mean? It's like for, yo. for me, I would approach it. I mean, I understand it. It is battle, and and it's like war, and you have to have that mentality, and that's fine. But even in war, there's some civil. There's some civilness in, in in war. Like I don't think you should be talking about nobody's kids, bro. That's just, that's just me. Like nobody's kids. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's, you know, what I'm saying like, that should be off limit. And to a certain degree, moms, like people's parents, like yeah, you can. I mean, there's certain lines you can go because, of course, there's always gonna be mama jokes, daddy jokes, whatever. But there's yeah, certain. You can do that shit growing up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like. I'm not saying you can't do that, but there's even lines. Remember, like like you said, we used to do that growing up too. It's like, but there was always a line where if you said it, everybody around, even if they're it, you know, in the in the gist of having that fun, everybody would be like, "Oh, yo, bro, you took it a little too far right there, man." <laughs> like, like, right. like, I mean, because like, then again, there's certain words and certain things you can go where it take it off the beef or get extended all off the MC shit. You know, getting real shit. Yeah. Just if digging up real fucked up facts about that person, family, and kids, and their moms, and all parents and shit, that could that could take it to a level where where things can get real. You know what I mean? Exactly. But you know, for, as far as I know, it's, it's no limits to the shit. Um, I got you. And that's why some of these beefs get real. You know what I mean? Because motherfuckers start talking about people's family members and their kids and shit like that, and then now it's terminated on site when you see them. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Because now cats going talking to the family. Me, hey, that would make me wild out. Like I would. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why I feel like there should be some parameters so it de- it doesn't get to that point. Exactly. Like yeah, exactly. If somebody talked about your son, regardless of who they are, 
you got to go in. Like <laughs> you, you, you have no you choice. Go in. You have no choice. So like, I feel like we need, they need to have some parameters, some unwritten rules or shit. Maybe they need to be written. But let's let's get back to this. <laughs> Let me, let's get back to this. Uh, Drake and Meek that we both agree that 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 Meek took that L. He took it. But I I I also would think, agree, and I think you agree as well that he definitely did recover. Oh hell yeah! That's what that's why I said one thing about Meek, man. He goes through shit, man, and he bounced back. I mean, I don't like all the music that he does. Me, my most enjoyable Meek tracks are the ones he talk when he going about life. Yeah, he kills those tracks. Yeah, introspective, motivational. Exactly that. That's a perfect analogy because when I was listening to the Nuke Meek Mills album, which we'll have a podcast coming out shortly about that. Is uh that I definitely had that feel, that DMX feel, that aggressive kind of motivational hood yeah. hood shit but still talking about real yeah, life things in. that that even if you're not from the hood or but you've been through tough times you can understand relate. Uh, yeah right. you can relate you can find you can find some common ground so i thought that was uh important but let's let's transition to the next beef with uh nikki and remy well i saw this brewing a long time ago man yeah can, can you can you break I, I, down I, I, how, how this all started because i'm still having some issues and some questions about where like well, where did this start from well see out here uh, Nikki was on the underground scene for a minute before Remy went to jail. She was out here. It was a DVD called um the Come Up DVD. Well, her manager was called was named Fendi. Uh, he's he's a, he's he's big known out here for the DVDs and the party promo. He's been around since the big days. Put us him hanging out with Nikki and all types of shit. And he had Nikki. He was from Brooklyn, and he was to put Nikki on all these DVDs and shit. And she had her own little style, little Queens chick. Little regular chick you might see on Jamaica Avenue and shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, she just had that Queens vibe, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? She was herself. So then, you know, Remy was making records and uh she had caught the charge and she was doing her thing and you knew you knew when uh Remy was coming from. You know her style, straight BX, you know what I mean? Straight BX chick, raw, gutter. But she can flow though. They both can though. Yeah, she yeah. can yeah, she can flow, man. I'm about her first her hearing home. Big Pun's second album yep. back in 99. Yep. yep. You know, I was like, yo, this chick is a beast. You know what I mean? Um, So she was doing her thing still, and she caught the charge. She was on these DVD circuits as well. That's when French Montana wasn't known as everybody know him now. He was French Montana from Cane City DVDs. Yep. He him had, and Chinks. He had on the street too, the Cocaine City joints. Yep. And he had he had Remy on all his shit, and Sydney had Nicky on all his shit. So they both had their DVDs in the street, and and, and and Nikki was doing her thing on those, doing her thing and shit, and coming up. And Remy was just still being Remy, just you know, let niggas get their little shit before she go to jail. After she got locked up, kind of saw the transition from Nikki being what she was, like her regular self on her little queen shit, and then start to get more, start to flow a little bit more like Remy. Mm. And at that, when I saw that, this is like this is like like those six. Five, I'm this shit. And I said, I don't know, man. I thought now she's starting to go the Remy way and shit. And then I guess what she thought that didn't didn't heat up for, like she thought it was, then she stuck switch to her little Kim shit and started, you know, the chick had her own style, man. You know what I mean? Then she's she trying to find like, a style like, to like, to, that will hit, that yeah, will that will work. From Nikki, which which will be all good because mm-hmm. she's the come up girl, and these are the people that were here before you. So I didn't see nothing wrong with that. Just that after a while, a couple of couple of years, Remy being in her big, you can see her like making little indirect shots and shit, making it seem like bitches is dead. I'm the new, like, you know what I mean? Like just taking little digs and shots. And Remy's in jail, so she really can't respond and do nothing to defend herself. But she knew that she knew why she was locked up. She saw what was going on from the inside. You know, Papoose is her husband. 
he was bringing her to shit, and she was seeing, you know, they get certain certain privileges and see certain things while they locked up. Mm. And I, I know she saw from afar. This shit was heat for me. I just seen this shit heating up from a long time ago, man. It was it was the biting shit. It, it was a little comments they was able somebody would ask her about Remy. I want to touch on something that I that you mentioned when you talked about how uh, Nikki was kind of the way that you described it to me. You kind of thought of someone in their twenties where you're kind of trying to figure out who you are and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. That's what it seemed like that Nikki was doing, trying to find her style, trying to find the style that would work for her and, and make her, get her to where she wants to be. To me, there's nothing wrong right. with that. Now, on the flip side, yeah. the thing that I think that she did wrong or that she could have did better is what Cardi B did with uh, Bodak Yellow. Um, how she stated, I basically took that flow from Kodak Black. I, I heard his flow on yeah, a, a, a song that he did a while ago. I liked it. I felt like it would work for this beat. I liked his style. Basically saying, yo, I took your style, but I'm giving you the credit because because you deserve it. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't do that, though. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's what I'm saying. I think the Nicki yeah. Remy thing could have been prevented if Nicki was like, yeah, I improved on your style from me. I took some of your style, which everybody does. If you're successful, that's what you should be doing. Right. You take things from you that you see from other successful people. But yeah, exactly. Right. That's the thing. You got to give that credit back and say, yeah, you know, I did get this from her. And then I think people are more likely to respect you and accept it because at the end of the day, to me, what this whole the whole Nikki Remy beef boils down to is, which most beefs boil down to, is just respect. And Remy saying, That's "Give it. me the respect that I deserve because you stole my style. You don't steal some unless you want it or that is valuable. So you stole my style, meaning that is valuable. I just want you to let the people know that it is that valuable that you took it." That's it, like to me. And I think it could have been prevented. Do you think that Remy took the right approach by throwing as many shots as she has since her release? Nah, I mean, I think it's like a pit bull, right? They see a piece of steak over there, they want to stab, it's all bloody and all that. And people are harming the pit bull, pit bull down after eat the steak. But the steak is just sitting there, and the dog is just showing obedience from, from people telling them not to go do it. And I think, you know, when it was like fucking let it off the leak, I think that's what happened, man. You know what I mean? Because she was waiting to get out of her. She was tired of the indirect shots. Mm. She was tired of the, you know, because Remy's been dealing with this shit for a long time, man. And, you know, I don't want people to get the misconception that, you know, Remy's that chick that just wants to go at chicks. Because she's, since she was out. She's super she empowering. Trying to wake up. She was trying to link up with chicks, you know what I mean? Because it's different with, with the females, man, it's different. You know, I mean, it's a million guys, man. If some beef blew up, fuck it, whatever, go to battle and all of that. But it just have never been enough females in the game to every time someone comes out, two or three female artists at a time, that somebody has, they have to go to beef. It's whack. You know what I mean? It's not enough for them. There should be community with that shit. Yeah. But we all know in the competition level, you know, it's, it's a little higher than, than, than normal when it comes to, like, MCing. Because mm-hmm. they got to prove that they can rap as much as dudes can or even better, and they got to go against the other chicks because they're going to go at them. So it's a little different from a female perspective when it comes to this MC thing. I remember Remy, when she came out, she was trying to get with Kim. Now, her and Kim is real cool now. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to get with Foxy and shit, huh? Foxy had a falling out. And that's before Foxy made that little diss record recently going out of, around that Nicki thing. And, and she was trying to be cool with people, trying to set up beatings and tracks to be done and and this chick was acting catty and all that, and that's, 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 you know, I've been hearing a lot about that about Foxy Brown. That's why she got her ass whooped down in Florida by Jackie O back in the day. <laughs> Jackie like O. That. People would be sleeping I mean? on like Jackie Foxy. O. I do too. I like Foxy too. Huh? I, I agree with you that that is a bigger issue in female emceeing is that, like you said, there is so little of you. So when anytime you start beefing and you start tearing each other down, 
you're making that pool of y'all even smaller. And I definitely do agree with you in the fact that Remy is one of the the artists that when she got out that she was trying to be that kind of unifier. Yeah. Um, and I we saw that evidence with we even saw that evidence with that uh that uh I think it was a BT I'm not quite sure I don't remember but the award show where she Queen Latifah I think MC Light um so many uh so many so many uh female artists of the past and and present were there together showing unity of female MCs and to me yeah, it was really was notable the, uh, that was the VH1 joint the VH1 of uh, honors yeah they were, they were honoring little Kim uh they were honoring Salt and Pepper and they were honoring uh, uh Missy Elliott mm-hmm. and Remy came out and you know she showed her love to them yeah and again Foxy and Nikki were salty about that shit because they wasn't invited I don't know why they wasn't I don't know why Foxy wasn't invited wasn't invited well I heard I heard that Nikki was invited she declined Come. Oh yeah, she's now, shit. now, now again, again, don't quote me on that though. Don't I? I haven't fact checked that, but that's what I heard is that Nikki was invited, um, but she declined. What's put in the media and what's put it in public perception is that Remy is very women unifier, uh, women empowerment, which is needed. And then Queen Latifah said the same thing. Um, I saw an interview with her where she was saying basically they were trying to get her to you know pick between Remy and Nikki, and she's like. Man, I love them all. At the end of the day, there's not enough of us here anyways. So we should be bigging each other up. And at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with trying to be the best and trying to be the best lyricist and all that. It's competition. We get that. But you can still have competition and still not want to bring the people in your group down. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's there. there's a difference. So I do think that was something that was a benefit to this beef is the idea of trying to get women to be more unifying in hip hop and, and big each other up. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's that's what they should do, man. Like I said, I mean, I don't even think we can, with two hands, name relevant like female artists that's out here doing their thing right now. I think it's if it's seven at least at, at the most right now that's out here doing their thing. To be honest, it's really only Nikki that's leading. If you asked ten random people, name one female MC that's in the game right now. Nine out of those ten people are gonna say Nikki. And I'm saying, if you just took a poll, yeah. like you just walked on the street, you didn't say, are you a hip hop fan or not? Are you a- in the industry? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. as we've said before, there's so many other dope female artists in the game that aren't yeah. given the love, like Rhapsody, Rhapsody. Siroc, No Name, Rhapsody, Rhapsody. Jean Grey. So yeah, you, Jean there's Grey. so many, there's so many, but they're not getting the love. So that's why it is important that they stop tearing each other down. Because to be honest, think about a track with Nicki, Rhapsody, and Remy. Right. That track would be sick. Or Nikki or uh or Remy, Remy, Rhapsody and Young Ma. Or Young MA, my bad. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah, let's not forget about Young Ma. Yeah. Definitely one of those. That's low. That's what I'm saying. There's so many out there. It's just the fact is that they're not on the forefront. They're not in that in that bubble that 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 keeps them relevant outside of the hip hop, the deep hip hop community. So that's something that right. they have to fix. And I think a solution for that would be Nikki and Remy ending the beef. And they start working with these other female MCs, you know, bring Queen Latifah back, say, hey, hop on a, a, this track, me, you, and Nikki. Um, yeah, then, then have Rhapsody, they, have they, Young they, Ma, have, uh, MC Lightfoot, you know what I'm saying? Just have all of those different people get in there to show, to really showcase what we're saying. Y'all are out there. We just need to get the spotlight on y'all. Cause that's what yeah, I think I it is. Yeah. It. But see, that, another thing, another problem with that is that, um, 
the industry as a whole and even the fans and the supporters, man, I think they like to see that these chicks beefing. You know what I mean? Me, I'm like, well, Fat Joe don't like that shit. He, could, he was saying it right there in the interview. He, he, he wasn't feeling the shit, but, you know, it's just a ride and he got to ride with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the industry would like to, they like to see that so they're so used to that shit. You know what I mean? Me, I'm still hoping that little Kim and Fox, all these years later, I'm still hoping that that little Kim and Foxy Brown would have, would have, would have in the beef and give us the record that we all wanted. You know what I mean? We've been waiting for that shit for 20 years. You know what yeah, I mean? That's Literally. A, yeah, that would be you know dope. What I mean? So it's, you know, I mean, I think they're both, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if they're past their prom. I mean, Kim is still making noise. But like now, it's like, let's make it happen at least for now. You know what I mean? The industry, the industry wants that. I think people get filled off female fighting things when it comes to emceeing and shit. And it's kind of, it's kind of corny. But then things happen here and there. For the, for the males and all that. For the males is the fact that there's so many of us that if y'all have so a beef, many. if let's say Drake and Meek have a beef like they like they did, and let's say as a result of that beef, neither of them are popular, Drake or 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 Meek. We still got Jay, we still got Nas, we still got Kendrick, we still got J Cole, we still got Joey, we still got Logic, we still got yeah, Mick Jenkins, we still got exactly we got millions yeah. where they can come up in and replace them, and you know hip hop necessarily doesn't really miss a beat. But if you lose these female um, from from being in that field, like that's a, that's that's a devastation loss. I just think they need to yeah, rethink, rethink about. And everybody's saying we're, they're doing it for the culture. Like if you're really doing it for the culture, you rethink about how it's affecting the culture and the beef that y'all have yeah, I mean, and, and is affecting it's, it's the culture. Not it's not a problem. It's not a problem to get together because you've seen Remy do it twice. And then down is still the PH1 shit. But I don't know if y'all checked out our Hot 97 Summer Jam concert we had out here. She did the same shit. You know, 107 does a summer jam thing, and she was on, you know, she was on the bill for, to come out, and she brought out everybody that could, that could possibly come out that was around. You know, MC Light, I think Yo-Yo was there, Mad Chicks, mm. they all came on the stage with Remy, and then after that, yeah, she went into the, she went into the She the song, but, <laughs> but they showed the unity for, they showed the unity first, like, look, let me show y'all though that, that I'm paying homage to these people. I think she brought Kim out too. Yeah. They all came, Carly B was there, everybody. But it was a few that couldn't come because it was it wasn't just it wasn't that they didn't want to come. Just scheduling differences. They had prior, yeah. they had prior things they, they was obligated to do, and she showed everybody who like let me show y'all first that whole you know I got unity here and you know, I pay homage and and, and and I'm about woman empowerment, but now I gotta you know but now I gotta go in here and hear what I gotta hear. And yeah. after that, she had to go into the stupid track. You know what I mean? So it's there. I just think that like you said with the taking it too far thing, I think some of the words. That they both use. Well, I mean, that could be even be fixed because Hov and Nas did it as well. Yeah. But, you know, Nikki's referencing things about her son and how she's going to shoot somebody and go to jail and leave her kid out here with no mom. And, you know what I mean? Like, that was the shit that kind of like probably would take it to a no that, that, that it can't be fixed because now niggas is talking about me, my, my situation with me having to go to jail and my kid being out here with no mom type shit, making it look like I'm some unfit mother type shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe it's unfixable now because niggas took it too far. You know what I mean? We, with that, we got to kind of wait and see with time if it's fixable or un- unfixable. But what I will ask you is who do you think won that battle? Who who would be the victor of this battle? Lyrically, Remy won. Yeah. Lyrically. I agree. Lyrically, <laughs> Remy won. You know what I'm saying? Like, lyrically, she won. She was aggressive. She went in, went hard. She picked the right beat. I mean? it, was a, it, was a, it was a battle. She kept it at battle. See, that's another thing. Motherfuckers just like, Nikki was smart by responding on a single track that she had out for release on some 
on like a song. She, like she did it, she did it smart. But this, like this is the nature of battle. Like that, that was kind of like that. That was wax to do that. You were supposed to come out with a track by yourself. That's what I was gonna say. On. Don't 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 go get Drake and Lil Wayne and do some old Young Money collabo track and respond on that shit. Could have easily went and got Pat Poops and fucking. She could have went and got Fat Joe. Pat. She, she just could have got her husband. It would have been a wrap. Yeah. If Mom Pat Poops just jumped on the track and just went off, she didn't do that. And got a beat that wasn't hers, a battle beat that yep. was that was a victory battle beat, which was Ether, and sent it to Sheether, and went straight to her head by herself. Nikki went and got her, went and got Wayne and, and Drake and did a fucking I forgot the name of the track. But they went and did I think it's no fraud. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it's no fraud. The, the thing I want to add to that, not only was it the fact that she got Drake and Lil Wayne to jump on the track, and it was a studio track, also the, the other thing that to me made it even worse or more egregious is the fact that she took so fucking long. Yeah, <laughs> she took a long ass time. Like, you can't take that yeah. long for no battle, bro. Like, that would be, be the equivalent of boxers you go in the first round, get knocked out, basically, and then you go, okay, I'll come back next month, and, and we'll continue round two. No, you got to get round That's two it. then. Yeah, you got to get round two right then. Like You can't go home, train for round two, come back the next week. Yeah, you can't do that. It's just a battle. And she can't. She ripped her fucking head off, man. And then if you take too long on the if somebody comes at you that hard and you don't respond and niggas are saying shit like in the casket, dead, and then yeah. you don't respond, <laughs> to the industry, you're dead. Yeah. She put you in a fucking casket. She threw you in the... In, in, <laughs> they, they went to the burial site. They did shit with the mechanics where they lowered the casket in and the pallbearers and shit came with the shovels. They put you in the ground. You know what I mean? That, seemed, that situation seemed like Lil Wayne and, and Drake ran to the grave site with shovels and a bulldozer and, and fucking dug ass up out of the casket. <laughs> All right, come on, let's go. You know what I mean? That's what it seemed like. Almost <laughs> now, so I look at it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was it wasn't handled right. She, she took that L. She, she ain't gonna admit it, but she she took that L. She gonna finish up the L. She took she, that. Yeah, she, she has all the screen, but she took the fucking L. She took the L, but she recovered quickly because you of her mean? fame. She took that L, but she, she recovered she, quickly. Yeah, she's on an all time high. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's another thing, and that's why the industry with these cats that come out, and I'm not hating. I don't want to sound like a hater at all because I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I think it's it's a great opportunity for new cats, but these cats come in the game now. And they make one album, and they shoot to the fucking moon. These guys got endorsements and, and, and products lined up and all types of fucking shit. And they feel like they're Jay-Z level at their second album. You know what I mean? They feel like they're not their equivalent to Nas and Jay-Z and shit. Because they got all these opportunities as soon as they come through the door. So motherfuckers feel like they don't got to respond to people coming at them. They don't got to they don't gotta show up at award shows. They got one platinum album, gold album. They don't got to do shit no more they're, they're, they're fucking they want top tier like after one album and it's because the way the industry got it set up with these people get all these endorsement deals and fucking merchandising and perfumes and colognes and but they, but to, to be real yeah but to be real the only way the only reason why those artists are getting those deals now is because of people like Jay-Z and Nas and you right. know what I'm saying they're saying we have took hip hop from where it was we built on the shoulders of, of the legends prior to us, and we built it better than what it was. Now it's right. the turn for the new artists to do the same thing for them. But the way that they're uh, navigating and moving through the industry doesn't seem like that. It, it seems more of entitlement than actually being grateful for being 
in the position that they are. You're fortunate. If you if they came out 20 years ago, they would not definitely be in these deals off of the 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 quality right. of music that they're putting out. And I'm not saying everybody. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm just saying in general. They yeah, wouldn't be getting these deals. The exactly. Right. <laughs> they, right. they just wouldn't be getting these deals. And I'm all power to them. But at the same time, the fact that you, Spider-Man, were great privilege comes with great responsibility. Like, y'all been in... Right. Y- y- y'all got to... Exactly. So y'all got this power, this privilege as a result of others before y'all. But y'all got to then have the responsibility to, to keep moving it forward. Again, bringing it back to right. what I was saying before. If you're saying you're doing it for the culture, then progress the culture. And then they don't respond to cultural, you know, tradition. You know what I mean? Like, you know, somebody call you out on the track, or y'all going, y'all going at it. Got to, got to show up. Yeah, you can't be like doing it for the culture, but I'm too good to do certain shit <laughs> that's part of the culture tradition. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't move like that. And a lot of these cats is doing that shit, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be competition. This is hip hop, man. This shit was built off competition. Cats is on the street battling each other on the fucking sidewalk. You know what I mean? Another show from that, you know what I'm saying? MCing right here, you know what I mean? This is part of the hip hop culture. One element that's a very strong element in the hip hop culture can't be on 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 no type of shit like that, man. But you know it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. He took the L on the MC level. You know what I mean? For yeah. as the artist and all that is concerned, she's still on top. She's doing her things, fucking selling out arenas all across the world and shit. Yeah, she's gonna be um, fine. <laughs> you know, she's killing it. You know what I mean? Fashion, all that shit. You know, she's doing her thing with that. But um, took an L for that MC thing, man. You know what I mean? And that and that's very important if you're out here calling yourself the MC. You know what I mean? You took that L. You know what I'm saying? Now you bounce back, yeah, you know, you bounce back. Maybe you ain't stop. You skip one beat back. I get it, you know what I mean? But the way niggas responding is Nick ain't take no fucking time. He went right 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 in. He ain't sit back months and shit and not responding and all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nicky did. And um by her doing that it hurt her. And then the response that she chose to do was 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 whack. Can't come back like that. You got your two two dudes on the track with you, the team, and going at it with your verse, making the fucking single off your next project. And, you yeah, know to, what I mean? like, to to me that was the equivalent of if take out beef. If this was like let's like let's say in high school, if it was in high school, Remy walked up to Nikki, punched her in her face, and beat her ass. Nikki tried to fight back, lost that fight, and instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to come back tomorrow, and we're going we gonna to put these hands up and do it again, she said, nah, I'm going to go get my pioneers, and we're going to jump your ass. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's what happened. So that, that's, that's the way I took it. Yeah, Nikki did take that, take that loss uh, lyrically, but she'll be fine artistically. As we said, Remy killed the beef. Keep doing your thing, Remy. Uh, keep doing your thing too, Nikki. Like I said, I have, I have no... No horse got, in his fight. I respect the law for both of them, man. Like, yeah, I do like, your thing. I get your money. Certain shit. And yeah, I like Nick. I like Nikki from what she took the MC. I, I mean, I don't think we've seen since I guess we've been fans of this of this game a female that took it to the heights. Took it to you know what I mean. As far as like artists, or, I know. say the closest parallel would be Queen Latifah and and I yeah, wouldn't. Oh yeah, well yeah, well yeah, well yeah, but that's different. You know what I mean? Yeah, went, I'm talking about like she came, she went feet running. Off the, you know, she landed with her feet running. Yeah, no, no, I definitely, yeah, I agree. You know, Latifah did her thing, then movies, then, you know. Things. Latifah is more transcendent in other areas, but I, I definitely agree with right. you as in Nikki took her artistry and further than any other female artist that I can think of. Right. In, in, in hip hop. Yeah. Which, which now, does that include. That's why she's the first one to pay homage. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's the problem. That's, that's the problem that everybody has, Nikki. That's the fucking problem right there. 
You know what I mean? Nobody's mad at her success. Everybody's rooting for her. She's doing her things, you know, she's doing her fucking things. Came in, you know, but never seen her go back and pay homage. She didn't even want to do it for Kim. I mean, the reason with that situation started with her being on the track with Kim Birdman went and got Little Kim and they did a track. They were supposed to do a deal with her and she did a song. They didn't like that. Little Kim was shining a little bit more over Nikki and they didn't like mm-hmm. it. Nikki begged for them to take her off the track. And like, this is Kim. Like, these are people that you're supposed to take paying homage to. She's the original Barbie doll. You know, that whole concept shit. She brung that to the table. Yeah. Jacked her for a fucking photo when you crossed over. That the niggas was getting killed. And remember that photo little Kim had on, on the album cover? <laughs> yeah. Niggas was dying. Niggas was dying in Rikers Island for that photo, man. Yeah. I heard stories. It's real shit. Niggas was getting killed over that fucking photo, over that pose. And then she really did the pose like Kim, you know. Yep. And then you don't want to pay homage to Kim. At least Kim. All right, you not, maybe you wasn't feeling the way the approach the Queen of people was taking. She, she's the queen of the shit. You know what I mean? MC Hunt, huh? MC Light, damn. You know what I'm saying? Lady of Rage, yeah, MC Light, Queen Latifah. Roxanne Shantae. Yep, yeah, Shantae. You know I, f- I forgot about Shantae, you know bro. <laughs> she's one of the originals, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've never seen... The only person we've seen her give her acknowledgement to was, was Foxy Brown. Both mm. Because they're both from the islands and all that. And she's Brooklyn, Queens. You know, that's the thing in New York City, BQE, Brooklyn, Queens. Yeah. You know. West Indians. Yeah. She didn't pay her respect to all the other ones because if it wasn't for them... And especially little Kim, she wouldn't be where she was at today. And she couldn't even fix that situation. I had a little caddy part in the beginning, fix that shit, pay homage and move forward. You know what I mean? She didn't even do that shit. So that's the problem that everybody's having with her, is that she don't wanna she don't wanna fucking come down the mountain and fucking, you know, well I, I got here for them. Let's all go back up together and show the shit that we all built and me being the one that's carrying the torch now. You know what I mean? I know all these other females, they they picking her up, the, the OGs, they picking her up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't do that. We haven't seen her do that at all. You know what I mean? Foxy Gray, I think I think she gave Lauren Hill acknowledgement one time. But all the rest of these people you owe, you owe homage to. Yeah. That's all. You know what I mean? I know I sound like a hater, but I'm definitely not. But that's just, that's just the way it goes, man. Kendrick, J. Cole, um, all these cats that's doing it big now, they all pay homage to Nas, Hole, J. Uh, Pac, all of them, they pay their homage. They up, they up, and they fucking all the way up at the top. Yeah. You gotta do that shit, man. You know what I mean? I mean, I definitely agree. I want to move on to our last beef, which touches on like the theme of this of beef transcending death. And this last, the last beef that we're going to talk about is Prodigy and what was going on with the mural, because that is the reason why the mural was being defaced is because of beef. Yeah, that's something that's a little deeper than what people think it is, man. You got to understand that, you know, Prodigy is not from Queensbridge. You know what I'm saying? He is from Queensbridge because he repped it, but he's really from Long Island. You know what I'm saying? And had it linked up when it was in the arts, the art school in Manhattan. Shout out to uh, North Babylon, North Long Island, because uh, that's where my family's from. So I just uh, want to give a quick shout out. Shout out to them. Word up. All right. Shout out to your fam out in Long Island, man. Yeah. So so what I was saying was he, he basically came through with Havoc, Queensbridge. After they met in high school and they linked up, they both was in the music. They was doing their thing, both in different hoods and shit. And then Prodigy came through. They brought him in. Havoc came through. Everybody embraced him over there. But then his lyrical ability and, and the things that he was doing kind of like, you know, 
he was he was doing his thing. Came with half, they blew up, they did the mob deep thing. They they clicked up with, they made a, a a crew out there with infamous mob with other cats from 41st and 12th Street and Queens Bridge, and it was popping. Now it was some jealousy puppy brewing from back then, being that Crosby wasn't Queens Bridge. He came through and he's repping it so hard. He's doing these big things, and cats started hating. You know what I mean? That's that's everywhere though. You know mm. what I mean? Especially out here. That's that's how it go. You know what I mean? Cats ain't from nothing, and they're coming through. Now you, now you up there doing block parties for the whole block. <laughs> you know, things happen. You know what I mean? But with that, the book is the, is, is the real problem. You know what I mean? And so that's that's where it all boils down to is the, is the book is the catalyst it, it for the beef? It boils down to the book. Okay. The, the book, it, it boils, all, all this shit boils down to the book, the beef thing. He wrote a book, which is a great, one of the best, uh, you know, autobiography book that I've read. You know what I mean? One of the best. I've read a bunch of them. And this one was like, yo, this shit was real. It was dope. And in that book, man, there was a situation. Because I, I don't even need to talk about one of the other situations. It is what it is with that. You know, y- y- y'all know about the Capone and Noriega situation with uh, Capone being snitched on, having his brother. He took the stand. I think he did that to lie or something so he, he wouldn't get so they can throw the case out. However, however, we want to cut the cake. Capone from Capone and Noriega got on the stand. Um, Havoc's brother was, was, you know, he had a charge. And I think it was for attempted murder or murder. Capone was one of the few people to come out to the on the stand and point him out. Damn. You know what I mean? And probably you put that in a book. I'm not going front. When I read that, that shit blew my fucking mind. I had to start reading the book and think for about 15, 20 minutes. Like, holy shit! That's that was a that, that was one of them fucking bombs was in the book like that shit I, that shit fucked me all the way up when I heard that you know cause I you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of Capone and Noriega as well and when I heard that shit I'm like what the fuck what get the yeah. fuck out of here that was, nah that's crazy that's that's one of them shit that we put the book down <laughs> so that, that was a problem in the book you know what I mean um I think the situations got handled with that situation I think you know I, of course Nori I, Nori I fuck with Nori but Nori likes to, he, he's been taking, ever since that book came out, he's been taking a little shot. He, he, he got law for tea. We all know that. But there's but still a little grudge in there. Situation, yeah. Being a, and then, you know, Nori, he, he put in the part that, he put in the book that Nori got beat up or some shit. They had some beef because uh, Havoc was going, was, uh, I don't know if you know who Tragedy Gaddafi is mm-hmm. from Queensbridge, too. Um, the Intelligent Hoodlum. He, he the one who got, um, Capone and Noriega started and, and, you know, giving their names and got them popping in the industry and all that shit. Because he was down, he was the youngest, one of the youngest ones down with the Juice Crew. Mm. So he got them popping. So I think it was a situation where he might have been fucking with one of Havoc's girls or some shit like that. Damn. And Havoc had went to go approach him in Queensbridge. And Nuri being, being a hot-headed thug nigga from, um, Left Rack City, when he came to the door, he started busting his gun off. You know what I mean? The gun Damn. bounced off the wall and hit Ty Nitty in the arm, which is one of the infamous mob members. And then I think a promoter later on that week or the week after some shit didn't know about what was going on with Capone Noriega and Mob Deep, and he booked the show <laughs> with Capone Noriega and Mob Deep on the same bill, and it's beef. He put in the book that shit. They didn't give a fuck about doing the show. They just wanted to go there to finish that beef because, you know, yeah. And they got there, and then, you know, shit popped off. Um, they beat the shit out of Noriega. He started shooting at them again, and it was just a big thing. And But they have a weird relationship because all that shit was pieced, and, and they kind of, like, made wreckage and shit after that. And, you know, it was the shit that went off because somebody got shot. Mm. And, and that's what happened. Yeah. And now they want to fuck. They want blood, and I guess... That's real beef. They was both getting money, and it was in the industry, I guess, they was able to beat... If they, if they was 
just regular street dudes at the time, not artists. This shit, somebody would have got probably got killed behind that situation. That's a, that was some serious shit. Motherfuckers getting shot, jumped, and all that. But being that they both was artists and they both was you know, queens, I guess they was able to mend that at the time. But Prodigy kind of reopened up all this shit in his book. The book was about his life, so he brought that up. And as far as the mural getting destroyed, the situation that probably made that happen was back when uh when I think Murder Music was out at the time, third album. Great album. Everybody, you know, yeah, it was a third album because, you know, Juvenile Hell is the most people. That's my beat, man. Don't really consider that their first album. Consider it, you know, the infamous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Juvenile Hell is when it was mad, young, 14, 13, some shit like that. <laughs> they had an album. I had it from the back single. I wasn't a Marquis fan, man. I probably was an Onyx, an Onyx fan. I didn't even know about that album at the time. Yeah. I knew about Infamous when that shit first came out. But they had Murder Music out or something, and they was doing the tunnel. It was a big club out here called a tunnel. Real crummy ass New York City club. Niggas was getting robbed, stabbed. Chicks was getting snapped in fucking bathrooms. and all. It was crazy. It was a crazy uh, club. You know what I mean? The tunnel. In the tunnel days, Marquis was doing a show, and it's this guy from Queensbridge named... He just came home from jail. He went to Prodigy, talking to Prodigy. You know, he didn't really know. I was having really do with the nigga because, you know, he didn't really, he probably met him a few times when he got locked up, but he didn't really know him, no. But he came home. He was showing love to everybody in Queensbridge. He gave him and his men to them like 13, 14 passes to the club that night to get in for free. Showing love. So, yeah, he showed love. He gave him the whole, the whole, basically the whole fucking block. Yo, y'all come down, but y'all gotta be there at 11 o'clock. You have to be there at 11 o'clock. You told these cats. So now they at the club that night. These cats decide they want to roll up at the club fucking 1 o'clock in the morning and shit. You know what I mean? 15, 20 deep. And they didn't get let in the club. People just want to just wanna talk to the bouncers to get these cats in. They didn't get in. So now after the club is over, they do their show. They do everything. I think Prodigy was went around a corner. And then he approached them. And uh, it was he had some cats in the car with him and shit. And um. They was like, yo, he was like, yo, um, these cats is mad. One of the other dudes, I forget the dude's name, one of the other dudes he was with, which was probably his homie at the time, said that his car got towed. They was lying. He was, yeah. was setting them up. Oh, yo, he mad. Um, yo, he wants some money from you because uh, his car got towed, blah, 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 blah. So the dude they was talking about got out the car finally. He was like, nah, Peter, they was just mad because they couldn't get in the club. They mad because they couldn't get in. So now it's this cat named from Queensbridge that snuck up behind Prodigy and punched him in the back of the head or punched him in his temples and shit. He fell on the ground and they took his chain off his neck. Mm. So he got set up. So Prodigy puts all this shit in the book and shit to be this big nigga from Queensbridge that got mad respect. I, I only know him from what they, I don't know the dude. I'm not from Queensbridge. But from what I understand, this guy's supposed to have this big, big homie uh, uh, kind of status in Queensbridge. Oh, he got pulled. Homie, him and Prodigy had beef over the chain situation. Now, he did get his chain back, but they set his ass up. But the way people are talking about this situation, the big homie from jail, a big homie from jail sent the, the word out to destroy the mural. That it was that sent the word out to the streets to, to, to destroy the mural. Yeah, because... Uh... Just just a little bit inside inside uh, the Stay Woke podcast episode, the the way that this kind of uh, episode started was I heard Nori say the big homie uh, is the reason why the mural, and he was being very vague. I think it was on the Breakfast Club or uh, High ninety seven. I don't remember yeah, which one. Oh, it was the Breakfast Club. And basically, it seemed like they were saying to him like, "So you can't, you know, you Nori, you you can't you can't put in the word to like let this be," and he's basically like. It's out of my hands. It's out of my control. 
the big homie got he got clout, and there's nothing I can say to stop it. And so it is what it is. They just gotta accept it. Right. Well, well nobody can anyway because he ain't from Queens, You know what I'm saying? So there's nothing that you can do about it anyway. Yeah. I, I don't even think nobody can do nothing about it. I mean, a lot of these cats that's real I was close to be from Queensbridge. Some of them don't even live there no more. Some people that do live there. To me, to to kind of to wrap all this up is the way I interpret it is there's certain things that should not be carried on past somebody's death. Little beefs that you had at the end of the day, prodigy can't change the issue that you have with them. Like right. that with the big homie, that's not going to change. One, he's dead. Two, right. does that one thing he did negate all of the other things that he did for Queensbridge, for the community, for just his fans? Like, so to me, like, let's, let's really think about this. Does all that outweigh the thing, all the positive things that he did? If it doesn't, then you got to put that no, shit aside and keep it moving. That's, that's the same thing Havoc said. Havoc had a recent interview with uh, with Vlad TV, and he was like, whatever they mad at P about, does not, it, it, didn't, it didn't stack up to what they did with the mural. Yeah, that's what I mean. I so mean, shit is crazy, man. And, and, and every hood, man, it's, it's somebody's mural up of someone that did some real fucked up slimy shit in the streets. They, and they got picked, they got a mural up of the dude that he's in the block, he died, he got killed, he just died. They got his mural up. That same cat probably, probably killed one of their best friends over some money. Smashed some one of their homies' wives, robbed their fucking family members, and did all types of slimy, grimy shit. But being they got a little bit of street cred and they from the block, they got a mural up and doesn't get destroyed. They probably did some real fucked up shit in the streets, but they still got the mural up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some dis- they probably did some real dishonorable shit, and I know it. Cause I know I, I know a fact that certain hoods that that, that I have history in that is cats up pictures up on on the blocks. On mirrors up on the own block, and he did some fucked up foul shit to people. You know what I mean? He wrote some shit in a book. Now niggas is that mad that he can't have a fucking uh, a mirror up in Queensbridge. Like all the shit he did for motherfuckers out there. You know what I mean? Like he did a lot of shit. He shot movies out there. Fucking ran basketball games, back to school shit, opened up stores, all types of shit, and kept Queensbridge to the fullest. He wasn't even from Queensbridge. He had that light popping. At the time when nobody else was really popping except Nas from Queensbridge, and he was helping holding that fucking fire up for Queensbridge. And these niggas returned that over some book shit. Over some shit that he got fucked over in a situation in. You know what I mean? It ain't like, yo, you just gonna sit there and, oh, I, I beat this nigga up and I, and I robbed this motherfucker and I fucked this guy up and I'm gonna put it in a book to discredit his credibility. He put in a book to some motherfuckers that shit ain't him on book. He did some foul, grimy shit to him, and it's about his life. He wrote in a book, and these motherfuckers is mad at that. Yeah, like you motherfuckers did some grimy shit. Yeah, that's just ass backwards. And it, and, and, it, and it ain't even like in a book, like that 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 he wasn't showing shit about himself that make niggas look at him like. I mean, this guy, this is this is TV talking about this guy. You know, like, you know the, the most infamous. He's he's, he's murdering his his, his, his street, real street lyrics. He has shit in that book that he probably shouldn't have shared about himself. Vulnerable moments, him crying over after he got robbed, man. He said that he was with his chick, is his wife, and he he was so embarrassed that he cried over that situation. He was hurt. Niggas, niggas, niggas ain't putting that in books, especially hip hop rap street cats. They ain't fucking writing shit in books about them crying over shit and and their wife cheating on them and they like they crying and pain and all this shit that's showing weak moments. He had, I mean. He put all in that book, man, about his life. He didn't hold nothing back, man. I read the book. 
I, I, read, I, I got the book right upstairs in my crib right now. Official well, autograph stamp from Pete. Mm. I met him in the flesh and talked to him about the book. You know what I mean? So it was like, you know, these cats is out here bugging over that mural shit. You know what I mean? And the, and the fucking blessing thing that happened about the situation is that they fucked that one up and now all over the world, including over there in L.A. It's like three in L.A. right now of Pete. Rules. Yeah, oh, they're taking a negative and making it a positive and saying, you know, you might you you might destroy this one, but we gonna put some more up in other places where you don't have a reach, big homie. What I want to say about one more thing about P's real man about the shit that I was saying. Look, it's public information because some of these cats might look at this shit like this nigga up here saying names and all that. This shit is all in a book, in a book man. Y'all want to know the answer to to, to who destroyed P's shit? Y'all listen to these interviews from big homies from jail and all in his book. There's no mystery. It wasn't the Illuminati. These motherfuckers out here talking about the Illuminati fucking destroyed Pete's mural and all this shit. Nah, it was niggas from Queensbridge that he had beef with. Read Pete's book. The dude is a legend. He simply got destroyed. And for cats that's really beefing out here with this hip-hop shit, go about it the right way. Don't fucking hide from tracks and all that. Nobody, I mean, we don't want nobody beefing, but this is is hip-hop. This is competitive sport, and there's going to be beef. But if you're going to have beef, Go in. Don't don't fucking try to act industry and hide for three months, then come out with risk and shit. Step to the plate. Just like that's about the culture. That's part of the culture. If you're an MC, somebody call you out in the battle, you gotta strap your boots up and step up to the wall. Guns blazing. And that's that. You know what I mean? That's real. I will end it with this. With these rap beefs, let's keep it to rap. We don't need nobody dying well, over no lyrics. Some people live in the world with this perspective, and this is from uh, Tupac's Against All Odds from the Don Illuminati, the Seven Day Theory that was released in 1996. And Tupac said on that track, all out warfare, eye for an eye. Now you got to watch your back. Now you watch your front. So believe me, we enemies. I go against all odds. Just make sure the people that you're having these battles and these beefs with aren't with that mentality of that they think that it's a literal warfare and not a lyrical warfare. So let's keep these beefs lyrical. And uh, thank you to Trav for another great discussion, man. Dropping gems, really giving us some detailed information about what's going on on the East Coast. Um, So I definitely appreciate that. And you know we got to have you back on for some more. And uh, so everybody out there, leave a comment. Let us know what you think about what Trav was saying, what I was saying, what beefs you think we should talk about. We definitely would appreciate it. Anybody out there to give us a a five-star review on iTunes. You don't realize how much that helps. But uh, again, yes, please, man, S- subscribe, show love. You yeah, know what I mean, show love, repost, Instagram, Twitter, all that, man. Get the, the YouTube pages up too. That's Go right. In, click and subscribe to that. You know what I mean? Hit us up, hit, hit the YouTube, click that subscribe button, and subscribe definitely in iTunes, man. Yeah, Spread the word this is dope. We're gonna do more of these. We got a million more things to talk about. Hip hop thing. East to West Coast. And if y'all got any suggestions or something that y'all want us to cover, leave it in the comments, man. Holla. Let's get out of here. So I want to say, again, thank you to everybody. And uh, we'll definitely see you guys next week. You know, we always release on Fridays. And we're going to probably be posting some um, episodes up uh, on Wednesdays because we're getting a lot of uh, new content. So we might have to do two days now, putting up new episodes. So uh, we'll end it with our motto that we always leave with is uh, live Listen to some great music, and above all, love more. And we out. Word. Peace and love.